Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Seriously, though, never give up on yourself. I know this song is about never giving up on other people, but never giving up on yourself is so essential for your growth and and for moving forward. There are times in your life where you're going to feel stagnant, and truthfully, that stagnancy can also be growth. In our culture, in our society, we're encouraged to make more every quarter, to get more clients into our program, to have better annual revenue next year than last year, to continuously grow. While growth is good in certain occasions, I think there should also be space for stagnancy, to foster introspection, and to promote internal growth rather than external. Just because your numbers aren't reflecting the amount of work you're putting in doesn't mean that you're not growing. Sometimes internal growth Sometimes internal growth can be reading more, listening to podcasts, or working with a coach. I'm not necessarily saying a business coach, but someone who can truly help you to look deeper internally and gain a better sense of why you're here, what you're meant to do, who you're meant to be, and the impact that you're meant to have. A couple of books I've found super helpful with this are Free Range Human by Marianne Cantwell and Struggle by Grace Marshall. As far as some greater internal work, You can do the normal personality tests like Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, all of the things. Or you can look into human design and gain a different perspective of who you innately are. Think of it as like your innate blueprint. Today's guest, Nathan Schwartz, our first dietitian dude on the show, is not only an RD, but also a personal trainer who owns his online nutrition and fitness coaching business. His business revolves around making fitness and nutrition simple, effective, and fun. He's also the head coach of the Dietitian Nutrition Coaching Certification. Let's dive into our chat with Nathan. Nathan Schwartz, welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I am super stoked that you are the first dietitian dude on the show. What's up? Oh, nothing much. I'm just, I'm honored that you let me come on your show. And I'm even more honored that I get to be the first dude to be on your podcast. So that's, that's awesome. Excellent. All right. So let's dive into the three most important questions ever, and then we'll hop into your story. So first off, what is your bucket list travel destination? You know, I would say it's it's Texas. I'm a huge football fan and everyone tells me that like football down there is phenomenal. So I'm like, you know what? I've got to go down there. I got a friend who him and I always chat all the time. Hey, we need to go down to Texas. We'll go see a high school football game. We'll go watch, we'll go to a college football game. We'll go watch the Cowboys lose to round out the weekend <laughs> and then we'll go right back to Iowa. So that sounds sweet. So it sounds like a fall endeavor. Oh, abs- absolutely. Right. Like decent weather, get you all three games. Yeah. That sounds sweet. All right. What is your favorite meal of all time? You know, my favorite meal of all time. So my stepdad makes these great Philly cheesesteaks and the, they're so good. He only makes them a couple times a year. So like I go crazy when he makes them. The <laughs> only downside about his Philly cheesesteaks is I cannot have any Philly steak cheesesteaks anywhere else because it ruins them because his are just so good. That's awesome. So what's actually really funny is that I was talking to my husband about chili, chili cheese, oh my gosh, Philly cheese steaks today. And I think the best one I've ever had is actually in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I totally understand like not necessarily having to go to Philly for the best Philly cheese steak. 
it's funny because I've never been to Philly for the for that their cheesesteaks. So like, <laughs> I feel like if I was in Philadelphia, I would still stop and get one just because I feel like you just have to do that. Like that's for part sure. of being sure. there, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then last but not least, coffee or cocktails. You know, I'm going to say cocktails and it's funny because like I like to save all of my caffeine for when I go to the gym and you know what, like, and honestly, I haven't really been, I didn't really get into like, I mean, I do like coffee on occasion, but like, yeah, it wasn't until I went to some master, some retreats with some dietitians that they've really opened my eyes to the cocktails and all the good drinks. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so like no, getting to know them, I'm like, oh, you know, these girly drinks, they call it are really good. So I always tell people, don't knock the drink with the basil and the lemon in it, which I Dude. used to do that. No, it's, that's like the most perfect way to like balance flavor. So like coming from a chef, like I understand like the cocktail perspective because like they know how to blend flavor in a glass and it's so cool. Oh, it's, it's so good too. And I feel like I've yeah. just scratched the surface on that. So I've got a lot, I've got a lot to try. You definitely do. <laughs> All right. So I would love to know, like, what was your first exposure into the nutrition world? Yeah, so really my first exposure into the nutrition world was when I was in um, in high, actually, excuse me, junior high. You know, I was wrestling and playing football, and I was like, needed to play lineman, and that's just kind of where I was. And I'm like, well, I'm 115 pounds. Like, I'm way <laughs> undersized, right? So I got into it from a the high school wrestling coach and the football coach who the school I went to, we were all in the same building. So I, I got to know him really well. And he kind of taught me everything that I had to know from the fundamentals about nutrition. And I think I remember putting on like 15 to 20 pounds, like my eighth grade year. And that was using everything that he taught me. I was like, Whoa, like this nutrition thing is pretty (laughs) freaking sweet. Right. Got to the gym. I went from looking like a twig to actually like looking like someone presentable, you know, and I was that kid that I was like the I was like a walking my fitness pal before my fitness <laughs> pal was a thing. Like people could ask you like what were the calories in Cheerios or what whatever and I could just rattle yeah. off all like the macronutrients like like that. That's so wild. When I really saw that, you know, that really changed my life and and I was just straight up performance. I was like I need a competitive edge. Because I had the yeah. work ethic but like my missing component was the nutrition and the only way, way that I was able to be perform at the high level I did in, in uh, high school was through nutrition. So I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. So then I remember looking at Iowa State and they had this thing called dietetics. I had no clue what it was. So yeah. uh, my mom was like, just go book a tour or call us campus or whatever they called it then. And so then I went there and the lady was like, I was like, what's dietetics? And she's like, oh, it's this thing about nutrition. I, I Actually, it's funny. I quit listening to her and I hope she does. I will stay, keep her name anonymous. I just quit listening to her. I was like, I'm so like, she didn't have to sell me anything else. She's like, well, you can take these classes and you can do You're this. Like, yes, and, 100%. And I was just like, well, how do I literally remember interrupting her? And I, I hope she doesn't like hold it against me to this day. I was like, how do I get in? Like, just, just let me know. And so I did a community college, went into my internship, not my internship, but went through college. Yeah. And I was off to the races. And then long story short there, loved it, thought I was going to be in the performance aspect. I remember yeah. like, I ended up like, from a nutrition standpoint, getting doing it again in terms of like, tracking my intake and doing all that and learning the power of nutrition again. And I think I ended up gaining a, a, a lot of weight again. And it was a lot of muscle. And I'm like, this is yeah. sweet. 
And so that really solidified my life. I want to teach this for, to people for a living. Fast forward, you and I both know the internship is super hard to get into. Let's let's break this down before we get into how ridiculous that internship is, because I know I can I can get on one about that. So I love that early on you knew because you had guidance from two like people that you looked up to at that young age that you were able to use nutrition for performance rather than I feel like a lot of the times often well rather oftentimes RDs kind of get into the field because they've underperformed or they've under fueled for performance. So I really love that your journey to nutrition was fueled literally and figuratively like by performance, right? Like that, that to me is a different mindset. I think than most people have getting into the nutrition field. A lot of the times it's because they've dieted, they've seen what hasn't worked and they've experienced it themselves. But for you, you saw the benefit of nutrition yourself and you were able to kind of tweak that. And like you said, give yourself that competitive edge to be able to take it to the next level. So I love that. And I know that you definitely take that with you today. So I I just wanted to comment on that because that is definitely different and very cool. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I was that dietitian that was like, I always felt like I was like that, that meathead that just wanted to understand nutrition, honestly, like, cause I just (laughs) love the gym. So like anyone's like, do this for the gains. And I was like, yeah, I'll do this for the gains. And the great, the cool thing about going through this journey of nutrition and trying to figure out like, Oh, you know, from a performance standpoint, now I still, you know, fell, fell victim to some of the diet cultures. Like I remember clean eating. I legitly remember yeah. like believing for the longest time. And I knew better that like I would own, I stuck to a clean eating regimen for actually a long time. It was like a year, yeah. or year and a half. Like I wouldn't eat anything like if it was like sweet or anything because I was like, oh, it's going to kill my gains because somebody on the internet told me and I believed them. And I, and I, I got, yeah. it's not that I got tricked, but I just kind of fell victim to it because it was really hard when you're like, oh, I did all these things and I saw like all this muscle being put on all this performance and all of this yeah. to actually, and I was like, well, if I go back to over here. Then I was like, I don't like I was it was a kind of a fear thing. Like, I don't want to lose the gains, quote, quote, unquote. So I did try some of the the diets, you call it. But yeah. And so I that was kind of why I was with that. And I was like, and I'd go to family functions. I would like not like, nope, I'm good. I'm just going to stick to the quote unquote clean holiday. So I do have that understanding of like, I get where people are coming from, where like they are scared to eat certain foods. And for me, it was because I was afraid that like, it wasn't going to grow my biceps a half an inch or like I wasn't going to put on like an extra 10 pounds to the bench press or whatever. Cause at that yeah. point in time, from a performance standpoint, as, as a student, that meant everything to me. Like it, I did it, nothing else mattered. It was what was going to get me to that next level. Cause I was so gung ho on that 5%. I like, I would like do workouts that like the top 5% would do. And I took pride in that. Like, Oh, I go into this workout and do like, crazy things working out two hours a day doing dumb stuff because like that's what everybody did so i did but yeah again everything you said it was all from a performance standpoint lens yeah it's just interesting hearing your perspective on it right because like now you're saying it you're like okay cool yeah i mean half an inch on my bicep was was that worth it was that restriction worth it you know like was the extra 10 pounds worth it so it's very interesting hearing it from that perspective now that you've i guess had clarity with it absolutely and you know 
the internship, which I feel like we could do a podcast on how much we hate it. <laughs> I, it's not yeah. that I don't hate it. It's just I hate how to get into the internship because I really do feel and I will keep this short. I really do feel that like it's it negates so many people because it's like, oh, well, like there's a 50 percent chance. So you're telling me that like I have to get a master's degree now and I have to do this and I'm still going to flip a coin after I've spent like 80 G's like a hundred percent. You know, it's it's like, and I, and, and I left the field for a while. Like I, I didn't get an internship, you know, right off the bat. And I was, I was, I was pissed. I was like, well, screw you. you. Like, screw you dietetics. (laughs) Like I devoted my life to you. And like, you didn't, the least you could do was give me an internship. It was more of an entitled mindset at that time. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. And it's like, well, what do you do? And I think this has happened to people. It's like, well, what do you do when I was working at a grocery store at the time? They're like, hey, well, we're sorry that you didn't get your internship, but we'll let you work your ladder and be a grocery store manager. And it could pay potentially six figures. It's like done. And at that time, I was in a very committed relationship and I wasn't willing to put that on the line just so I could go chase this dream of maybe becoming a dietitian. So yeah. I left the field for a while. I think I left the field for like three, four years. I didn't return oh, wow. back until 2019 to get into the to the internship to where I am today. But yet again, working there, long story short, it wasn't very fulfilling. So then I was like, oh, I'll go be a personal trainer. And then everybody was like, you're so good at nutrition. Like, go back. And it was imposter syndrome. I was like, well, no one's going to take me. Like, yeah. I just am a guy who left the field. Like, they're going to look at me and be like, yeah, no, we don't want you. You don't know anything. So it was a girlfriend. A girlfriend I was dating at the time called me out. And then a, tr- a client called me out. She's like, just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? I was like, I love that. I was like, good point. Good point. <laughs> I was like, really? So in between, so between this client, a girlfriend, a girl I was dating at the time, and my mother, there's somebody else. And I feel bad. I don't remember who they are. Cause I feel like they deserve all the credit that where I've gotten today. Cause I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these four people. So totally. I, did, I did got the internship and then was, and then I was off to the races and I actually almost didn't get to finish my internship because of the politics game of the preceptors and a preceptor gave me zeros or ones or what, whatever the lowest score you can get in the internship. Yeah. And so like, I was like, okay, like, what do I do? And she's like, well, you're just like, and I'll never forget this. It irritated me. Cause like, I, I was never given a set schedule. So like, I would just be like, Hey, so what do I do next? Oh, you can go home. Connection, collaboration, growth, and true community. Those are just a few of the amazing aspects of coming together within the dietitian collaborative mastermind. This is a space for RDs to really hone in on their uniqueness, to gain different perspectives from fellow RDs within the field to think outside the box for their businesses and to truly lean into their human design, what makes them amazingly unique and all within a space where we can respect each other's human design, allow for different perspectives and bring about new ideas for our businesses and ways we can show up that feel 100% us. So if you're down to embrace your human design, embrace your uniqueness, put a little bit of woo in what you do, check out the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. I have a session starting in a few weeks, but also respecting my human design, I've decided to open up future sessions as well. So maybe you wanna plan a little bit into the future 
And rather than sticking you on a wait list, I would love to have that conversation with you. And then we can find a time that's going to work with your life, with your lifestyle and everything that you have going on to come together in this mastermind setting so that you can really hone in on your uniqueness, using your human design and leveling up in your space, all while connecting with amazing fellow RDs. The link to chat about the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind is in the show notes. I can't wait to talk to you. So then I got, I got blackballed and said that I was always asking to go home. And I was like, wow. no, I was just asking, what do you want me to do next? So yeah. I got zeros or ones because of that. So I remember my director called me up and said, hey, like, we got a chat here. She's like, do you still want this? Like, well, of course I still want this. Like, I burnt- I'm like 10 months through, man. I'm so close. Yeah, like, <laughs> I burned the boats, right? Like, this is all I got. And so uh, she's like, well, you're two weeks behind. Most interns can't like she was like just throw in the towel and I was like I know no, no. yeah I was like I don't think you know my personality like don't tell me I can't <laughs> do something so long story short did that that next week ended up scoring threes and she's like oh my gosh I don't know how you did it it's like <laughs> well don't put my back up against the wall so finished yeah. my internship and multiple times I thought about quitting. Because I was like, forget this. Like, if my ability to finish my internship is based on some of these preceptors, if they didn't like me or whatever the case may be, like, I'm getting fives on everything. So, like, I was the whole internship process to this day. Like, I've heard horror stories of people. Like, I thought I had it. I thought I had it bad. No, I had it. I had it tame. I just had like a <laughs> month of somebody that didn't like me. I heard of dietitian, dietetic interns having their entire preceptorship on that. I've heard them repeating it because of that. And wow. Like, why does it that Okay, that let's break this down. So in the first episode of this podcast, I went off because we're bred to compete within dietetics, right? So like you're competing to get into a really selective DPD. You're competing to get into an internship. And like the numbers dwindle each time, right? Like it gets more and more selective every time. And then you have to take the dietitian exam like after that. But you're right. Like there is a, um, a subjectiveness, I think, to like working with a preceptor, right? Like if your personality vibes, awesome, cool. You're going to probably do really well. But if you clash in any way, shape or form or don't go above and beyond in the way that like they imagine but don't lay out for you, it may not go as smoothly as you think. And I feel like that, that kind of just leads us up to like this, this competitive nature. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people, especially at least in private practice, maybe even so in uh, the clinical world, but we have this like just nature of inherently competing because we've had to do it our entire education up to this point. So like once we're in the real world, it, it kind of just sticks with us and that sucks rather than being more collaborative in this space, you know? I definitely agree with you. And the thing of it was, is that I remember like the internship, like until I got into some really good preceptors, which I had a lot of phenomenal preceptors. Like I love yeah. all of them, except a couple that we guess we just didn't jive and that's okay. Right. That's life. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> the real world. You know, but I'll just, I just remember one of my biggest criticisms of the internship was you couldn't ask questions and it, and it didn't become so clear to me until I, like got out of my internship and started collaborating with other dietitians that they're scared to ask a question because they think someone's going to be like, well, you should know that. And it's like, no, it's okay. Like the smartest people I've found that I've surrounded myself with ask the most questions. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. don't being afraid to ask questions. And I feel like the internship 
really hinders the dietitian's ability to do that. Because if you ask a question, I got docked on my evaluation for asking questions, ask way too many questions. Like, and I'll, I, I'm never going to forget this. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, don't you want somebody that like wants to learn? You think so. So chatting about learning, I would love to know. So you've been an RD for two, three-ish years now. What is the biggest lesson, whether it be in business or in the nutrition space that you've learned that you would love to share with your fellow RDs? Oh I, oh, I love those. So the biggest business takeaway is just ask a ton of questions. Like, don't be afraid to be the dumbest in the room. Like, and, and it's funny because people make fun of me. They're like, Nate, like, why do you pride yourself of being the dumbest in the room? I'm like, because I can grow that way. Like, I'm not saying that like I have, like, I have to be like completely at the bottom, but I'm like, I want to be always around a group of people that are always better than me. And I'm always trying to surround myself from around people who are better. Like when I hired a coach and just being around other dietitians that are smarter than me. Yeah. I just think that's so important because I think in nutrition, sometimes it's so easy to get stuck in our own ways and to be able to be around people that constantly challenge your thought process. You know, what do you, you know, of what are you wanting to do of, or your thought process? I mean, I've had my thought process challenge all the time. I love it. Yeah. But I, I'm such a firm believer that the smartest person is the person that asks the most questions. I think that that is really important, especially in an industry that is kind of ever changing, right? Like, I feel like we always have new scientific studies coming out, whether they're, they have validity behind them or not. I think at least having the conversation around it is so important. And you're right. The way to get there is with people who are not only like-minded, but people who can challenge you as well. I would love to know, like, how do you, how do you collaborate with fellow RDs in this way? Are you like masterminding with them? Where do you, where do you surround yourself with fellow RDs? Absolutely. Yes. I am part of a mastermind called the I Believe Mastermind by Tony Steffen. So there's about 40 of us in there and we have weekly calls where we ask questions and learn and grow. And some of those dietitians in that group, um, I chat with, I actually, there's one of them that her and I actually have conversations regularly, almost on a semi-weekly basis. Yeah, That's what I do to collab. I've got another friend who's a dietitian who's going off to getting her master's. We have a podcast together. Very cool. And so we're always chatting about that. So that would be, you know, what I do to try to surround myself around people of, and hiring. I've hired a business coach, Tony, you know, to help me yeah. grow and learn. So I'm always... I'm always trying to surround myself with other RDs in, in that, in the space. Yeah. And it seems like you did that pretty early on that made that investment for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how I got to where I was, was I remember during my internship, long story short, I had a client that I was working at the fitness center. She's like, if you can't help me with nutrition, nobody can. And so like, (laughs) I was like, okay, she, I'll never forget this. She literally just handed me a check and said, figure it out. I didn't get to go to the, I didn't get to go to the shallow end and get my feet wet of private practice. Literally, I just got to go nine feet deep and like hope that I could swim with no floaties. Um, So it was her that really inspired me to get into private practice and have my own business, which really seeked me right away to get help because I had no clue what I was doing. And ask I, questions, right? Ask yeah, questions. <laughs> ask questions. I had no clue what I was doing. These sessions I was doing with this client was just like all over the place. Like I, we had hour long sessions where I felt like most of the time we just chatted. 
And it wasn't, she was getting some results, but she wasn't getting the results that I knew she could get. I knew we could do. So then I remember following Tony on Instagram and I remember it was like, well, I thought the same thing. If this guy can't help me, then I must not be able to do private practice. So then I went to his webinar or watched a video about his certification and I'm, I'm never going to forget. I'm like, yep, here's my card. I hope, you know, and I was like, if this doesn't work, I don't know what is going to work. Yeah. So invested into his dietitian nutrition coaching certification was able to get all my systems and structures designed and developed. And the clients I had started getting results almost right away because we had some sort of a system. It was like, it's kind of like, you know, when you go into the gym and you just kind of just jam out on the machines and Mm -hmm. do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, with this, I was given a, I had a plan. I had to take, I was able to take all my ideas of what I was wanting to do with the client and then put it on, put it down on a piece of paper or put it down yeah. in a system to then deliver it to the clients. And how I knew that this was working was when I had one of my clients say, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, well, I, I can just get results so much faster. And I feel like we're just getting down to the problem of why I've not been able to reach my weight loss goal. Why I've not been able to feel confident about myself. And it was just yeah. by asking these specific questions to her. And just by learning and growing through it out that certification. That's awesome. You know, it's, I really feel like it really transformed and transcended my career in a very short period of time because I wasn't afraid to ask for help. I was like, I literally like put both my hands up, somebody help me. And then, (laughs) and then literally like his name popped up on Instagram. And so I followed him and then clicked a link to a webinar and it's been a match made in heaven ever since. And I always tell people that like, I feel like I've grown so much faster in my small amount of time in this space because of mentorship and coaching and understanding the value and just being, and literally at the end of the day, just being willing to learn every single day and understanding that like, and just taking that imperfect action, which is we're not taught that in school, which drives me nuts. Yeah. So I was willing to, understand that like this may not be perfect giving it to the client for the first time but you know what i am i'm one step ahead of that client so any mistakes i make i can rebound dude totally you know so i would love to know i know that you are now a coach in this program because not only have you had success but like your energy i feel like can really help people take that next step too so do three things for me tell the rds where they can get some more info about potentially working with you on a program like this Two, the name of your podcast and three, where you best like to be reached. Absolutely. You know, like you're saying, like I'm now very fortunate that I'm now the head coach of the dietitian nutrition coaching certification and anybody Pretty that can sweet. say that three times fast bonus points um, <laughs> because it's taken me a long time to actually say that in a coherent sentence. All, really all you have to do is just type in, you know, the, you know, Tony Stefan business coaching. The cool thing is, is just by going to that link, you can hit a book, a call button, and then you can talk to me. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what better way than that? So if you're interested you in, in doing that, again, I'm biased because it's changed my life. But if you're somebody that was like kind of on the fence about like, do I want to do private practice or not? It's phenomenal. You can do that. And my podcast is the fitness and nutrition simplified podcast. If you know, if you're any dietitians that are like wanting to sh- come up, on, come on it, you know, shoot me a DM on Instagram, which is Nathan underscore Schwartz with his 
S, which is spelled S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z underscore R-D. You can shoot me a DM if you want to collab on that podcast. We're doing some really unique things in the space that I don't think a lot of people are doing. We keep our format to about 10 to 15 minutes. And we're really about understanding, like taking complex topics and stripping it down to the real world. So the way I like to think of it is we're going to take everything that you've learned, like all your education and figure out how to take it to the real world and explain it to clients or listeners so then they can understand it in a short format so they don't have any excuses of, well, this podcast is too long. I don't want to listen to it. It's like, well, no, we tested and we found that the average drive to work was 10 to 15 minutes. So that's why we decided to go with that format. Super smart. Get them on the commute. Exactly. All right. (laughs) Nathan, it's been a pleasure. Guys, feel free to hit Nathan up if you want to be on his podcast, if you just want to hit him up on Instagram, or if you feel like that nutrition coaching program would be an awesome fit and you dig his energy. All right. Until next week. Thanks, Nathan. Yes. Thank you. Nathan's story is a great reminder that the journey to becoming an RD isn't always super straightforward, and it's not always super easy. If you've had interns in the past or you have interns going forward as a dietitian, this may be really helpful to reflect on how you want to interact with your interns and the type of verbiage that you use with them and how you include them in those different activities. I feel like the internship as a whole has changed over the past like four or five years. So perhaps it has changed and become a little bit more inclusive and we are explaining what we need a little bit better, but this may be a good time to reflect on that. Let's recap. One, just because you didn't meet someone else's expectations for you, don't give up. Two, don't be afraid to ask questions. Three, surround yourself with people who know more than you. If you're at that point in your business, in your life, where you want to start doing things differently and you want to start embracing your superpowers and your genius and really working in those flow zones, check out the masterclass that I've created for you. It's all about harnessing your uniqueness, exploring your superpowers through a guided meditation, going through an activity to determine all of the amazing things that you are capable of doing, and then discovering your innate blueprint. Link is in the show notes to download. As always, guys, have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Ciao.